Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. As promised, Jimmy Kimmel strikes back at Aaron Rodgers. Was talking about getting to it. Talked about it about, well, about an hour ago with uh, Judd Zolgad. Jimmy Kimmel strikes back at Aaron Rodgers. The late-night host directed some harsh words toward the former Packers uh, quarterback. That's kind of cold because he's the current Jet quarterback. I mean, yeah. he's on the injured list, but former – but they don't even mention the Jets. Oh, that's not great for them. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember when you were with a good team. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Jimmy Kimmel's uh, feud with Aaron Rodgers escalated last night with the uh, late-night host switching to the offense. Uh, last Tuesday, former Green Bay Packers quarterback suggested Kimmel's name might pop up when officials released a batch of court documents listing associates of Jeffrey Epstein, the former financier and convicted sex offender committed suicide in 2019. Do you guys think he committed suicide? No, I don't either. No. <laughs> no way. One of no. the best tweets I've ever seen about that was like, if you're surprised about uh, Jeff Epstein killing himself, guess how surprised he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line, actually. Was that a listener or was that somebody in the business? No, that was just a like a you know some somebody with a great sense of humor on the internet. That's all. Well, it matter how surprised he was when he committed suicide. Yeah. If he didn't commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I highly <laughs> doubt a man with that big an ego would ever get. People with massive egos don't generally kill themselves. No. Well, and then just like the whole uh, like situation was surrounding his suicide where it's like, well, this camera right. was off and this camera was off and he magically got this. And it was, it's like, okay. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And it was also at some point I remember like everyone was like, we got to figure it out. And I was like, we never will. Let's no. let's just move on. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, really hoping that doesn't come out, Roger said on the Pat McAfee show, which airs on ESPN. I'll tell you what, if that list comes out, I definitely will be popping uh, some sort of bottle. When the documents did come out, Kimmel's name was not in them. Kimmel responded to Roger's comments on Twitter last week, threatening to take the sideline uh, Jets player to court. They don't say the injured player. They said the sideline player. It sounds like they kicked him off the team, for Christ's sake. Yeah, this... (laughs) This is almost scathing. Yeah. They're taking a lot of Close shots. Scathing. Yeah. It's true. You're absolutely right. Uh, Kimmel responded to Roger's comments on Twitter last week. He threatened all, all this stuff and that stuff. Jimmy Kimmel Live, of course, is where he did it. He dedicated the first seven minutes of his opening. Seven minutes he dedicated to the former Green Bay Packers quarterback. That's a long time on a, what is it, a 90-minute yeah. show? Yeah, especially TV. We all know that, like, in radio, we can spend any amount of time, but TV, nine minutes, that's a long time. Well, who's in radio? None of us. You got it, sister. <laughs> we slid away. 
Uh, Kimmel responded to Roger's uh, comments last week on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He dedicated the first seven minutes in the opening monologue to chastising the former Super Bowl winner. Uh, He thinks because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else, Kimmel said early Monday evening. Despite the show's title, JKL tapes uh, roughly five hours before it airs. The idea that his uh, brain is just average is just unfathomable to him. That's a horrible... If if you meant to rip him, that was a terrible rip. Yeah. The idea that his brain is just average is just unfathomable to him. What the hell does that even mean? As he takes a puff of his cigar or smoking (laughs) his pipe. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it just... There's a better way to put that than that, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's really smart, but he's actually a dumbass. That's a much better way to put it, don't you think? There you go. Much more concise. Absolutely. Uh, What are you going to do? The screen uh, then showed a photo of Rogers in his Green Bay Packers uniform. He put on the magic helmet, and that G made him a genius. Kimmel said uh, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. Oh, get it? That's a a pretty good joke. That's 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 actually funny. He got two A's his entire career, and they were in his name. (laughs) That's pretty good. He's got some good writers on that show, I guess, huh? Yeah. I would think so. Is that show 60 minutes now or 90 minutes? No idea. I don't either. I have no idea. I've never, I have, I've literally never watched Kimmel on the whole show. I've seen him do a monologue. Yeah. Mm, I I consume him the way I consume all like TV that I don't intentionally watch is like if clips go viral, I'll see it. But I've never sat, Mm. I don't even know what time it starts. I've never sat down start to finish, but not because, not because I have some weird hate for him or whatever. I just never, I don't do that with any late night show. That's never going to be my, you know, me. I think it's only an hour. I'm looking it up now. It says yeah. it has a 40-minute runtime, so I'm guessing that means they have 20 minutes of commercials in there, too, which is crazy for... A lot of commercials. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing seven of... So seven minutes of the 40 total that they're on air was dedicated to just thrashing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you gotta know better. You don't poke... the Like, you get on Pat McAfee's show for, like, 15 minutes every week. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel has the ability with a group of yep. pe- individuals, he could dedicate his whole show to you if he wanted to. And now <laughs> yeah. you're like you're not going to win this battle unless his name was actually on the list, which it was not. And it was not, from yeah. what I understand. I don't know. So it's kind of risky, don't you think? In from you know, in Aaron Rodgers' case, to take a risk like that, he had to know that Jimmy Kimmel was never on that island. I would assume he knew that. He just threw it out there to try to destroy the guy. I mean, that's a pretty lame attempt at destroying someone, you know? He, he reminds me of somebody who is on some, like, dark web thread that found real evidence in his mind mm-hmm. of, and he thought he had the tea. He, he, the way he was talking, the way he was so confident, he thought for sure he was calling out somebody with facts. And it was like, you were on a Reddit um A Reddit thread, thread yeah. Yeah, and that's not um, that's not exactly because like the way he was everything, Tom was like, you can't be that brazen without absolutely believing what you're saying. Mm, yeah, I suppose, or a deep, deep, deep desire to hurt somebody. Then I guess I don't know. People are really into that now, and look, I understand why everybody's so pissed off and in such a horseshit mood because. If you watch the news, a lot of programming right now, it's all very, very negative. 
that thing popped up again. I think it's been around for a few years now where picnic is is racist. Did you guys see that? Picnic? Like going on a picnic? Going on a picnic or the word picnic is racist. I mean, I guess I could put two and two together on how the the origin of the word might have come around, but I this is the first I've ever heard of it. Okay, put two and two together. How did it come mm-hmm. around? Because uh, I just happened to know. Because you're picking the big end that you're going to auction off back in the day. So that's how they read that. I, I would assume. I don't – that like if you're just telling me – No, I agree. Yeah. I think that's how they read it. You're absolutely yeah. right. Picnic is French, first of all. The real spelling of picnic is P-I-C-Q-U-E, mm-hmm. uh, N-I-Q-U-E. It's French. It means to gather outdoors and eat with your friends. That's what it means. Yeah. But they – People are now taking any, if the N in the alphabet shows up anywhere, it's a shot at black people. It's like, no, settle down. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I remember seeing, there was a while ago, um, the term monkey wrench apparently was used to be racist or something like that. Or like when you say like, oh, you threw a monkey wrench in the thing. Like, so everything, people will try very, very hard to make everything racist. But why are they that hateful? It's a French term. It's not even English. They they spelled it differently in English, but it's a French term. Yeah, and I think words evolve over time. Like there's, they probably use some slang thing that was derogatory towards women that nobody remembers that, you know, was just an everyday word. Like I remember when we were in middle school, we had a Russian foreign exchange student and we made up a word that was not English and convinced mm-hmm. her that it was a swear word. So, like, it's all, it's less about the word you're saying and, like, the intent behind it. I suppose, but the word's a word. The word has a meaning. It was meant to to describe something very specific. Yeah. No, I do agree with you that people misuse words constantly. But I do not understand going to the lengths that that one person did, because this all started about, what, about 15 years ago, something like that. This guy decided a picnic was racist, that people would gather uh, at benches outdoors and watch them hang black people. That's what he came up with. What a crock of shit. Why do you want to spread hatred that badly that you have to completely make up? Isn't there enough bad stuff the way it is that you have to make something else up? Right? Yeah. um, There's no reason to add negative connotation to the word picnic. It already has a negative connotation. Having to transfer a bunch of food to a second location (laughs) and sitting on the ground in general to me is like a four-letter word. So I'm trying to think the last time I had a picnic. Yeah. No one make this ham sandwich a lot better is if we went to the park and ate it. Absolutely. A lot of dirt and ants. That's the perfect side snack. I've never understand, understood picnicking. i got to be honest with you. I'm not a big picnic guy, except yeah. when the bear used to go, Yogi Bear, my picnic basket. Hey, boo-boo, my picnic basket. So is Yogi Bear the most racist cartoon yeah, of all see? time? See? Typical. Little, yeah, the, the only time you should be having a picnic is if you're like going to the beach. I feel like that's just a natural, like, oh, we're yeah. bringing some food while we're hanging out at the beach. That's acceptable, but yeah. just to yes. go out of your way to... Sit outside? Nah. Good. <laughs> I was going to read the, the entire Jimmy Kimmel story, but it goes on and on and on, and it ain't pretty. I'll tell you that. These two guys hate one another. I mean, big time hate, hatred for one another, but uh, it all works out in the end. I just, like I said, I have never seen Jimmy. I've seen a couple of his monologues, which were okay. Um, 
once again, you guys have these kind of icons in your lives too, but Johnny Carson was the greatest talk show host of all time and nobody's ever going to be any better at it. He just, they're not going to be, that's just how it is. So Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and, and Steve Colbert are terrible actually at that job. All three of them are terrible at the job. They don't, they're not there to entertain. They're there to kiss ass politically. That's all Johnny Carson never did that ever. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a legend. I, I think, I think uh, he, I mean, he definitely, the more you learn about him, it's very interesting. You know, he would never talk to the guests when the cameras weren't on because he wanted to keep the conversation for the show. And I, I that think was that was really... David Letterman. That was not Oh, Johnny I thought Carson. that was Johnny Carson as well. No, it was that... David Letterman. Oh, um, and I watched, there was, I watched an interview recently with Johnny Carson and Drew Barrymore when she was very little. Right. I remember that. It might be the best interview I've ever seen in my yep. life. It was so freaking cute. And she was just this little thing. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend going back and watching it because it's not easy to interview a kid. And he was, he just nailed it. It was so cute. Yeah. Johnny Carson had the most brilliant line in the history of hosting a show. Do you remember what he said to Jane Fonda? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And if you don't know who Jane Fonda is, she's stunningly beautiful. I was lucky enough. She actually hugged me and gave me a kiss on the cheek the last time I saw her. And you haven't showered since. I have. (laughs) Well, that wasn't the only reason I haven't showered. You know, I'm just not big on being clean and all the rest. This actually happened on live television because that was before they used to record at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then run it at night. They used to do the show live. This appeared on national television. You can find it online. Jane Fonda comes out. Uh, Johnny Carson goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jane Fonda. Big round of applause. She walks out and she's holding a cat. And he didn't know she was going to bring the cat. So she sits down and puts the cat on her lap. And Johnny keeps looking at it and looking at her and looking at it. And and she notices he's kind of distracted by it. And she says to Johnny Carson on live television, Johnny, would you like to pet my pussy? And he said, yeah, move the cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was on live national television How, do you, what would happen if they did that today probably burn the studio down <laughs> oh i bet that would play i bet that would be funny i mean i don't know you know who i loved who had the best bits ever was conan i think conan o'brien had some of yeah, the conan best. Good bits yep. he had great bits he was so funny and like there was nothing more exciting than watching conan like terrorize people in his office like there was something very exciting about him running around with his assistant and like i remember she was showing him his her car and how she needed a new car and it was just so funny to see him in the wild with his employees because you Mm -hmm. know they just got such a big kick out of him i have a question for you guys why why do we have stephen colbert instead of why didn't they bring conan over to do that show i think by the time they offered it to him he was done he was already oh really okay He's got now uh, a podcast. Right. And he does what well. I think he now is so used to not working for the network after he left. I think that bridge had been burned. I mean, they really oh, screwed okay. him over with the Jay mm-hmm. Leno time slot and then like him not retiring. I mean, I think he got strung along for a long time. And if you, if you think, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, um, at, towards the end of his stint with TBS, they 
you know, he had kind of gotten to the reputation of like what Brittany was saying, like his remotes and whatnot, doing stuff around the office or like going to like a deli and doing stuff there. They eventually had him do like tours or like Conan abroad or something like that. Conan mm -hmm. on tour. Where he'd, oh, okay. he'd go yeah. to different countries and do those stuff. And you could just like tell, and he has talked about this, like that is when he's had the most fun is going and exploring and being able to be himself, yeah. but yep. in different parts of the world. And it's weird because like he'll go to like Finland and he's like a mass beloved superstar, <laughs> like the Beatles touching down and stuff <laughs> like that. Or he'll go somewhere in the Middle East and it's just, you know, he'll go to some hookah store or whatever. And, you know, they can't really, he can't really talk to the guy um, well, but, you know, he ends up buying some display pot for an insane amount of money and then gets pissed about it and has to try to return it and stuff like that. Um, he would like that. That's not something he'd be able to do anymore. Going to back to like the full network uh, job, like doing mm -hmm. that every night. So he uh, his podcast form and um, just the more free time has allowed him to do more of that traveling content. And so he's kind of stuck yeah. with that more now. Well, I think it's a good idea. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, the only thing that that I've been looking at that because everybody in the world now, I don't care if it's the guy who opens a door for you when you leave the building in the morning, he's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, they're getting to be so popular. Like, are you familiar with the club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp? His, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So he like broke the internet last week with Cat Williams came on his show mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just, you want to talk about telling everybody's secrets. Cat Williams <laughs> started drinking and just Steve Harvey stole this joke and um, Cedric the Entertainer stole that joke. And I was at a Hollywood meeting where he accused uh, oh, Harvey Weinstein of trying to do like sexual things to him. And Ooh. like it's been making the rounds to the point where like Kevin, he called out Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had to go online and defend himself. So, yeah, it's podcasts are the new kind of uh, thing for high celebrity type people. Oh, and I mean, not just them. It's a, well, first of all, every time you watch a CNN or, an, uh, you know, CNBC or a Fox or whatever, it always at the bottom, it says homemaker and podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a podcast. It's going to, is it going to be tough for people to break through on podcasting? I mean, unless you had a history of broadcasting, it's going to be pretty a bitch to break through in podcasting, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very tough because if you get, well, but even if you only get you know two thousand listeners, you're still in like the top ten percent because, like you said, Correct. everybody and their mother yeah. has one. Where you'll get some guy that does a podcast because he's got two friends that listen every week. Yeah, but it's it's all like, what are your goals? Because mm. some people use podcasts to initiate mm -hmm. um, conversations with clients and like, hey, come on my podcast. Or some people right. just want to. So it's like, it depends what you deem successful, right? Because I don't think every, what's nice about podcast format is it's low overhead and it, you don't, ha as long as you're having a good time, it's probably successful. And if, if you change mm -hmm. the idea of, it doesn't have to just be mass consumption. You uh, haven't seen the billing mon monthly billing on this podcast, have you? Yeah, ours is a little bit more it's high end. Inexpensive to get in, is it? <laughs> yeah, okay. But let's say let's say I, Brittany Arneson, on yes. my own, just mm -hmm. alone, wanted to start a podcast with Tevin, and we both agreed neither of us are getting mm. paid. We could do that at our house for sure. I mean, with yeah. low low overhead. Yes, right. Yeah, this one's a. I mean, the video, the whole setup is is a chef's kiss. Mwah. Really? 
That's what we're I going mean, with. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. So beautiful. No, I mean, it's... Well, the, the, the one part of it that I do not like is the bigger name comedians now do not want to go on radio or podcast mm -hmm. because they have their own podcast to promote. Right. I don't... I'm, that made me sad because that's that's too bad that they they don't want to do a lot of other shows. Yeah, you know? unless your name is Joe Rogan, they really right. don't want to go on unless yep. it's like another comedian because they don't want to get caught in a, a gotcha moment. And then they also go, well, yeah. you know, if you're not getting a hundred million people watching every episode, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's about it. There's no question about it. But he gets what Joe Rogan does? What ten, eleven million per episode, something like that. Uh, it's got yeah. I would say that's probably fairly accurate. Let's see here. I think I think it is. I'm not sure about that or whatever. Joe and I never got along too well. I only spoke to him a few times, but we're not the same kind of person. I don't know if that's good or bad for either one of us, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. About 11 million people. It looks like. That's what I thought. Per episode. That's what I thought. That's worth some money, you know, a couple hundred million. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. No. Not too bad. No question about. It. Well, <laughs> hey, look, I got a couple of relatives that listen to Joe Rogan. They love the guy. They think he just does. Well, first of all, when you got your Joe Rogan and you're sitting there talking to The Rock, pretty much everybody's going to listen to that. Yeah. yeah, he's got, and he has a cult-like, passionate listenership. Like yeah, there's yeah, people, absolutely. yeah, there's people that don't miss a single episode, and everything that he says, you would think that it was gospel. Oh no, you're absolutely right. And he only does like a couple of, or like two a week, doesn't he? He doesn't do one every day. I think it's two a week or maybe mm -hmm. three a week sometimes. Yeah. But I suppose it's whenever the guests are available. But he was very smart about that. i got to be honest with you. Joe was an okay host on a couple of shows. He appeared as a character on other shows. He was okay at it. He was never really all that good. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think his stand-up was that good. No. But it was good enough to drive him to do what he did. So, I mean, hats off to Joe Rogan. And like I said, I don't even get along with the guy. I think he's a smug asshole, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. But he figured it out before anybody else did. I mean, it was brilliant what yeah. he did. And whether it was, you know, him doing it intentionally or just kind of being in the right place at the right time, he had mm -hmm. kind of that fear, oh, yeah. he yeah. had that fear factor run back in the day where everybody kind of knew him from that. Like, I never yep. even realized he did stand up and he was, you no. Know, so he had kind of that family demographic and younger demographic that watched Fear Factor. And then he got into the MMA world and MMA has taken off. And so he kind of got to help ride that wave and get that fan base as well. And then obviously his comedy background, he gets all the biggest comedians. So he's able to kind of touch all right. aspects of media. and, and entertainment. It's funny, Tom, because I never thought about it like this, but because he wasn't that successful in other fields, yep, he was forced to seek something else. And because yep. of that, he's been far more successful in his backup plan. And so like, sometimes it's like, to look at, I don't want to say failure, because obviously he's a successful, but to look at failure differently, mm -hmm. to force your hand to do something different is mm -hmm. is going to be, in the long run, so beneficial. And it's just kind of like, all right, all right, maybe all my failures will lead to, I'll invent something amazing. Andy Fisher, my dearest friend in the world, his father, Andrew Fisher Jr., because my Andy Fisher was the third. Mm-hmm. He once told me as a, I think about an 11 year old, he said, Tom, the best advice I could ever give you, because all the guys in the neighborhood knew my father wasn't around. So they all took my friends, fathers all were really nice to me. Mm -hmm. He said, the number one thing you have to learn in, in the world, Tom, is learn something from your failures. I thought that was brilliant. That is brilliant. And I'm not saying he made it up or anything. Maybe he did. Oh, but it doesn't matter, but. 
even the fact that he took his time to tell you that is just so it's just yep. so sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, hats off to Joe Rogan. He, he saw an opening and he took it and, and he's done very, very, how was Adam Carolla doing these days? Is it, how many downloads does he have every, every day or every episode? Because sure. Adam, Adam blew this business sky high. I mean, he yeah. was the superstar. No yeah, doubt. He's another, another one that is kind of the, I guess, Mount Rushmore of, you know, successful yeah. yep. podcasts. Like to the point where I remember working at the House of Comedy and comedians that would go on Joe Rogan's podcast as a guest would use that as a credit. They'd be like, oh, absolutely. Like it was almost as valuable, if not more valuable, than being in a movie or having, you know, something on TV. They'd be like, yeah, I was on Joe Rogan's show. And so that's why you should book me. No, I could understand because exposure to 11 million people for television these days. They would love an audience like that because mm -hmm. television audiences aren't anywhere near as big as they used to be. No. They're just not. I mean, there's still big numbers. Don't get me wrong. There's still billions of dollars to be made in the business, but it's not. Look, I mean, back then when there was Channel 4, 5, 9, and 11 in the Twin Cities, and that was about it. That building, that, that business has changed quite a bit since then. So very, very smart moves. Did anybody ever come up with a figure on Adam Carolla's show? Downloads. This number might be a little bit dated because it's from an article from a few years ago, but uh, it looks like Podcast One estimates that the Adam Carolla show attracts between 800,000 per episode and can get upwards to like around a million um, per episode based on like who's on and the contents mm -hmm. of it. But he, he does it a little more frequent, uh, frequently than like Joe Rogan. So he does. Yeah. He does one every day, doesn't he? Yeah. Or I believe it's daily day. five, five yeah. days a week. It is five days a week. By the way, great. I've been on his show a couple of times. You couldn't ask for a better host. Adam is a terrific host. He just, I really, well, you guys have met Adam, haven't you? I'm, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, only through the phone. We've, we've, I don't think I've, maybe we had him in studio when I, at the queue. Well, back when you were Quitney. When I was quitting, I'm still Quitney. I'll quit any day. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm expecting it any minute. As a matter of fact, Quitney. She's back at it again, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and look, let me, now that we're out in public, let me be very specific. The fact that you quit a job just because the people in manage the place were a bunch of assholes is no excuse. Well, then what is a good excuse to quit? <laughs> look at the other two just going, we're not going to comment on that one at all. Oh, it was so nice. because I remember missing another too, break. <laughs> I remember Tom. We're, we're break here. <laughs> it, it was so so funny, Tom, too, because it was like, a, well, we can't give you what you want. And I know working conditions are A, B and C, but that's too bad. And I was like, oh, I'm going to quit then. And they were, you would have thought that they were like, what? What? Like, because nobody. Oh, they were shocked. Yeah. And it was right. so, oh, it was so powerful to quit. Like, there is something very powerful behind just like, and I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I'll put in my two weeks. And they're like, we don't even have radio put people put in two weeks. I was like, I don't know what to do here. All right. Well, because you stayed on the show for a couple of weeks after you quit. Yeah, of course. Because I was like, yeah, I'll train anybody in two weeks. I didn't know what to You're do. You're going to train somebody in? Talk about right. a disaster. Here was, here was Brittany's job. Hello. Thank you for calling the Top Bernard Morning Show. <laughs> no, <laughs> you at that, point, at that point, they'd taken away phones and given it to an intern. So at that oh, point, okay. I didn't even have phones. <laughs> I was just sitting what a there world. hanging what a world it is. There's no question. I got to say something here, and it's not going to happen across the board. It's eventually going to happen, no question about it. But 
Uh, podcasting is becoming very, very big. I'm very happy to be on a podcast on the rest of it. But it does bother me seeing all these huge, and and by the way, I'm not saying this just because I work with them. I don't work for the Hubbards. I work with them. Uh, they are doing very, very well financially. Almost, nearly, almost, nearly everyone in broadcasting now is deeply in debt, and it's just about over. You're going to have only companies that are not in debt that are going to survive. That, that's just a fact, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this eight years ago on the queue, as a matter of fact, that there's a day there, there's a day of reckoning coming for this business. It ain't going to last much longer because podcasting has completely taken over that universe. Don't you think? Yeah, I think the business has already changed quite a bit. I think oh, it'll, God, yes. Yeah, I think it'll continue to change. Like, I do see a platform of them pretty much treating everybody like freelance and then picking up podcasts to fill on air for mm-hmm. a radio and just probably kind of picking and choosing content and trusting in the management elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like if let's say, let's say we weren't owned by Hubbard and we were just mm-hmm. a little, a little podcast just existing on our own. I could see them kind of shopping like, Oh, Hey, let's grab this Tom Bernard podcast. And we'll also grab this, um, for the sake of name, like AJ podcast, and we'll grab you know and create lineups mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way. Well, yeah. that's what they're going to do. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what they've been doing, and that's what they're going to do. I mean, Joe's show, uh, Garage Logic, does very very well. Score North does really really well. Mm-hmm. Those guys. I mean, Hubbard's working with the Hubbard's does work. It, it takes a bit. There's no question. Yeah. But it uh, it's a hell of a good company to work with. And even podcasting it. has changed since mm-hmm. it's been around. Like when it first started, it was, you know, just a microphone and it was essentially just radio that you did on the internet. And now it's, you mm-hmm. have to, if you don't have video or, you know, video, bring in more video elements and pictures and multimedia, you're not like, you have to make yourself stand out. So people are doing, it's more of a, almost a low budget TV show. Yeah. Tom, Man. I wonder if, um, if they do that, like let's say radio stations grab content, right? Like mm-hmm. they buy our content. Then. Which they should. Like, I wonder if in that case, they don't have to pay, they don't have to manage people. And then also, would they not have to pay us benefits at all? Like they could have it. No, all- because the, the home, the home company that owns the podcast would, would take care of that. Okay. Yeah. They're going to have to go with the cheapest programming they can find, obviously to promote your, your podcast on around the country on radio stations would be very good for your podcast. So it's a win-win for everybody. It doesn't cost the radio station anything, but you get all this exposure mm-hmm. and therefore drive revenues way up. It's, it's a, there's a brilliant plan, but people are fighting it so far. They're going to stop fighting it. I would imagine in the next like a year, maybe two years from now, something like that. I think they'll pivot and go with whatever works, right? Like that's what we've, concluded and i'm sure Mm -hmm. there'll be you know unique stations that have still have people there but like yeah it it definitely it's been fun to watch the landscape change and be in it for sure yeah it's kind of sad for me though as a young boy because wcco am was a huge radio station i mean huge numbers the talent on that show whether it was howard viking or steve cannon or the morning show with charlie Roger were just fantastic. Really, to grow up being able to listen to that as a as a boy and realize they're not they don't have phony disc jockey voices or any of that stuff. They didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. Even though they're I suppose a competitor at this point, I had Chad Hartman is a dear friend of mine, so I feel bad about that too. 
Um, some of the people over there are very, very nice people. Some of them I think are a massive pain in the ass, but I think the same thing of this show for him. Speaking of, we got him. We, I just realized we didn't do our, we're missing a break. No, we're, we're not. Done, no, we're not. I thought we haven't done our 915 break. We don't have one. Oh, okay. Thanks for bringing it up, though. I really appreciate that. Oh. I'm going to let Uncle Tommy run the show here. Oh, sorry. I thought there. I didn't know there wasn't one. I was just all of a sudden laughing, thinking about the Pat thing. We... Do you see one on there, AJ? Because I don't. Uh, th 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 that's probably me not labeling correctly. We do have one, but nothing that I need to just like keep track of during the break. Oh, okay. Well, so we do have a break. Yes. Oh well, please put that on there next time because yes, it's on my feet. That's my fault. Don't. That's my fault. Okay, you're fired. That's right. going to be AJ's I'll... last day. Perfect. Goddamn disaster. Tavin, you want to hop in here basically... during the break? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> no, we're only 25 minutes behind now because of this. But, you know, other than that, everything is good. Here, let me show you this sheet. There you go, right there. You see where it says 9, 10 there? You see that? Nothing listed. You guys are such millennials. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you're welcome. We'll right... Yeah, you're welcome. We'll be right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Jim Paul. Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah no, talking so, then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. 
The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just looking at the log for the rest of today. We these the, these are not complete, I'm assuming. The list. Oh, it's uh yeah. So the way I mark it down in ways that like like we would we'll, we'll double up for clients on spots and whatnot. So I just have mm-hmm. to make sure I mark like the first time or like this is what I'm I need to mark down to like fulfill for just the history of it so like right but i I, but i do need to know all of the spots that are going to run okay because that would yeah i need everything on the show has to be on the list because otherwise when i talk to management and because i talk to clients and that stuff all the time so i just uh yeah yeah i can do that moving forward no, because the show is going to change next week. Um, not going to really talk about what it's going. To, what's it's going to change next week? So I didn't want anybody to think that what just happened is the reason the show is changing. Because it's not. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that up front. Although I probably still should get rid of AJ, don't you think, Brittany and Tevin? Just Hands down. Yeah. I mean, menace. Yeah. Get out! He's leaving right now. He's walking out the door. <laughs> there he goes. Boy, your hair is getting long, Buster. That's, is that the longest your hair has ever been? It is, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's getting really – turn around for one second. Look Shake your head. Let it wave in the breeze a little bit. We should get you like a head and shoulders, <laughs> little pantone. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You know what we should do? You Promote, should let me like... straighten it. Let me straighten it and see how long we can get it. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. It is. <laughs> it does indeed. You know, I never I never had really long hair like your – I could – I never had hair anywhere near as long as yours as I had longer hair, but I just, isn't it a massive painting? Don't you have to like wash your hair like twice a day? Cause there's so much of it. No, I see. I feel like I, like I'm just enjoying it while I have it. Like I know what my dad looks like. He's bald. But no, I mean, I don't do too much to it. I just, I've been using the same, like, I'd get it off Amazon. It's three in one shampoo, body wash, oh, conditioner. I shower, I blow dry it, and then we're good to go. Out the, out the door, baby. Three in one. No, here's the thing. Uh, I, wonderful. I know you have a, a somewhat busy life, but you're not that busy. Okay. We can separate the shampoo and conditioner out. All right. Uh, but How about if, Prell? Should he use Prell? I don't know what I, that is. I, what is I know exactly what Perel is. I can see the green bottle. The green yep. bottle. Absolutely. Yeah. Prell. No. 
No, he shouldn't. No, not Prell. It's not working that way. All the rest of it. No, I just, I don't know. I, it, cause back in my, my teens, that's when that whole hippie movement started and guys started growing their hair long and all the rest of that stuff. So I just, I don't know. I had longer hair, but the, I think the problem was for me because I can't grow a mustache or a beard mm-hmm. that having longer hair without a, I see, I do think that longer hair looks better with a beard. Do you not agree with that? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess I've never thought of it. Hmm. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it just makes more sense. It's like the full pictures there. Yeah. Well, just look at the fine picture that he's AJ's got up on the, uh, the internet I am right now. The least fine picture possible. Yeah. That uh, AJ would look weird, I think, without a beard, and maybe that's just because what? that's all I know him as yep. is having long hair and a beard. But yep. yeah, I couldn't picture him not having that and still having the long hair. I could understand that 100%. No question about that. Um, I'm going to delay the the break until about 55 because they'll be too close together. Oh, Don't you think? Yeah, so 50, but from now on, we'll have all the spots listed on there, so I won't do things like, yes. we don't have a break here, let's move on. You know. Mm-hmm. By the way, how was I supposed to know that if you didn't list anything? Yeah, you know, that in hindsight... When I was doing it yesterday, I was like, you know what? This makes sense to me. So let's just roll with it. But no. Oh, it's all about you. Okay. I need to to be more open-minded. It's not always all about Mm -hmm. me. Whatever. So, yeah, coming up, we got uh, three more shows this week. Then we got a three-day weekend because of Martin Luther King Day. Then after that, we're going to shorten the show up somewhat. And uh, it's going to be much more podcast-like than a morning show. We're still going to do a morning show. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be... Pretty, pretty fast paced, I think. It sounds like to me, but I think it's a great idea and we will keep moving forward in that direction. But uh, yeah, that the one thing I got to tell you before we move on from haircuts, guys, when you shave everything on your head, except for the very top of it. Mm -hmm. So all of this is bald all the way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you have a little ponytail. You look like you have a pork chop on your head. I want you to know that. I agree. It does. It looks like a pork chop, doesn't it? There was this really. I remember. (laughs) What? I don't know what I was expecting you to compare it to, but a pork chop was not on my bingo card. It's so accurate, though. Like honestly, now that you say it, that's the only thing I can see. Um, I used to sit behind this kid, and it was like, I was like, now I think back, and I never teased him for it, but I'm like, I love that he did this. I want to say his name was Eddie or something with an E, but he had. High and tight everywhere. Just extremely short, high and tight. Right, yep. And then he was working on this rat tail. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But like, I kind of look back and go, get some kid. Like, you know what I mean? Because you know that, like, I'm sure you got teased about it. And... The, the, most, the worst haircut I remember, like, the trend was when they would essentially shave their whole head you know, relatively short, but then they had the long bangs in the oh, front. Yes. That was yes. whatever. The, that yep. was the worst. My husband, he'll talk about this in the most trauma-based way. So he grew up, he was big man on campus at Chevlin. He, had, he went to a school that had maybe 40 people in their class. He was valedictorian, hotshot McGee. And then he rocked, he went into college with that same bowl cut that he had been rocking at school. Uh-oh. And he literally, I think it was like his sophomore year, somebody pulled him aside and was like, you got to lose the bowl cut. And he was like, I was wondering <laughs> why freshman year, I was like, not, there was not moths to a flame kind of vibe that he used no. to have growing up. And we laugh about 
how long he had that bowl cut. He just held on to it, and it was an aggressive one, too. It just looked like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, track it down someday. I don't know where I'd even find it, to tell you the truth. But there was a time when I was, I think, maybe 16, 17 years old. I used to part my hair down the middle. Yeah. And I had a Fu Manchu mustache. Ooh. No way. The mustache is like colors. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Fu Manchu. Yeah, that's no, cool. Absolutely. That was a big deal when I was a kid. That was everybody had that that cooking. But my friends, they looked beautiful. Mine was like, okay, it's gray here, and then it's brown here, and then it's black here, and then it's blonde here. My, it was like five different colors. I'm not kidding. I would love what to see hell? a photo of that. I got some around some. I'll have to dig someone. I, it's just, it's not a good look. Let me just tell you that. Oh, things I want from you. I want that photo, and I want mm -hmm. video or audio of your mom because I want to hear her voice so bad and maybe a picture of your ma as well with you. We should, we should play some, some, some audio of my mother talking to me. You'd love it. Cause I'd be going, Hey ma. Well, back then I was going to be, Hey mom, what's up? Well, I tell you, she had a much deeper that. voice than I did. It was unbelievable. Of course she had the Paul malls cooking 24 hours a day. So that probably didn't hurt. Not a drinker though. She had like, I bet you my mother had maybe five cocktails a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she'd have one on Thanksgiving. She'd have one on Christmas, have one on New Year's, maybe Valentine's Day and her birthday. And that was about it. That was everything. But I do miss that woman. Honest to God, I tell you flat out. Well, it's kind of tough for me right now, too, because even though I couldn't stand the son of a bitch, it was my father. It's my father's birthday today, but it's my brother Troy's birthday tomorrow. Oh. You knew Troy, didn't you? Yeah, I got to meet Troy. That's pretty awesome. cool. That that feels like a badge of honor. That was a tough call that day that, hey, your your brother's in the hospital and he's not going to make it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like 15 years younger than I am. That messes with you. That's Oh, that's yeah, hard. forever. I can't imagine. I like went down this whole mind thing yesterday. I was running and I was like, I can't imagine my mom not being here and then of course i can't imagine my brothers my brother and my sister not yeah being here. yeah it's tough well catherine lost her sister now too so it's just <sighs> it's an unfortunate situation i hope it never happens to you guys until you're much much older because it's a bitch i will tell you that especially your youngest brother i'm like what the hell so basically all of us guys in the top end like terry and me did all the troublemaking and all the boozing and smoking and all the rest of it troy the youngest didn't do any it well he might have boozed it up a little bit but you know, maybe a little bit just uh, a little here and a little there but yeah so this 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 period and you know what's really sad about that is you go into it you got you know thanksgiving is great and then you edge toward christmas but the problem is when christmas comes and i still do love christmas no doubt about it that new year all that but i just realized when christmas comes two weeks later i have to think about my brother dying for christ yeah i'm sorry that makes it tough well, what are you gonna do people are gonna croak mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and you know it's one of those things where we're so uncomfortable with being sad and telling people we're sad yeah and there's something very powerful with being like i'm a little sad today like i don't know there's something that comes with that that like the world around you softens up a little bit if mm -hmm. you just kind of admit it to people around you. No question. I still love the fact that my father, who never liked me, he and I never got along. He's dying uh, in the hospital, and he asked for me, and I was confused the whole way up there. I was like, what the hell did he ask for me? He never liked me. What the hell does he want? 
So I get up there and he's got tubes down his throat. He weighs about 80 pounds for Christ's sake. Wow. And he had to write on a chalkboard because he couldn't talk because he had those tubes down his throat and all that stuff. I walk up, he writes on the chalkboard and it falls down in his chest. I pick it up and turn around and says, get me out of here. <laughs> I, I was like, dad, you haven't changed a bit. The only time you ever reach out to me is when you need something. That was the only time. At that point, were you pretty big in radio at that, like, when all that happened, when he called no, I was you? doing, I was doing big-time voiceover at that time. I was, you know, going to Chicago and New York and Los Angeles and cutting spots and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was, I was doing very well in the voiceover business before, you know, the local newspapers destroyed my career by calling me names that weren't true. But other than that. But he died knowing you had made it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did indeed. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I just mean, like, there's something, even though I, I'm sure he's as a different mind frame than I do or whatever, but there's something very, I'd be very thankful for if I had died knowing that Margot was okay. You know what I mean? Like, That's a know big that, part of it, yeah. So I don't, and I don't know what, I can't pretend to know what mind frame your dad has, but I hope. No, that gave him some peace. I don't know if he cared enough about that, but I would think a little bit of him would know at least, at least I know my, my kids are okay. They're going to be fine. Did you ever see the movie beautiful mind? Yeah. That was my father. He was a brilliant man. I mean, brilliant, Mm -hmm. but had no idea Well, he lost his mind. He went nuts. They put him in a, and they put him in the nut house as they say, but Look, the one thing I will say that I have to give my father, and it's kind of, it, it's not what he intended, but it's the way it happened. Uh, Ethan was over here yesterday with Andy and Melissa. And whenever Alex's kids come around, I promised myself, because of my father, I would treat my children, my grandchildren, and if I ever have great-grandchildren, 100% the best I possibly could. So I learned how not to do things from my father. And do I blame him? No, he was mentally ill. He was he was crazy. There's no question about that. He was also a prick, but you know, that's part of the deal. He's just being honest. But the one thing that I, the gift that I got from him is I learned how not to be uncaring. Yeah. So, and I'm grateful for that. I'll be very honest with you. I'm very grateful for that. I right? have I have pity for people who who didn't get to enjoy and maybe it's and obviously it's because of your dad's choice or my dad's choices that they didn't mm-hmm. get to enjoy kids on the level me and my husband get to enjoy yeah, absolutely and, and your family because man gogo makes us laugh like four times a day like no that laugh where i go nothing makes me laugh like this <laughs> you know um her obsession with cheese lately everything we're doing to wake up immediately and go cheese yep. Cheese? cheese like it's like within a half second of her opening your eyes she'll go cheese i go sure let's do it like, i love that so yeah I, right. I have pity for people who don't get to enjoy that but you if you learn something from it look i'm still grateful to my father even though it wasn't intentional on his part is he taught me how not to act yeah no i agree i'm grateful I, for that i i also go i have the kind of i found margo the kind of dad that no matter what happens to me and justin you know if if we go our separate ways someday or whatever and i god forbid like i'm just That's saying not what i heard but you know because i'm oh, you throw family. that in way after 
No, okay, Justin's hear me sitting out. home like, whoa. All right, just in case no. Justin's listening. No, just like hear me out. Like, because I'm used to, I, I come from a divorced family, so I throw it out there very quickly. So it's like not a big deal to me to be like, oh, if we ever get divorced. I know that Justin will always be in Margot's life. Like, I know, I don't oh, know why, yeah, that's, yeah. why that's so important to me. I think it's because I had the kind of family that like. That's why it is. It, it's, it's. I have the kind of I gave Margot the best dad ever, and so I. Oh, so it was your choice that was so great, even better than what a great guy he is. Mm -hmm. The fact that you made the choice, you're the hero. It's not what you know; it's who you know and who you let <laughs> okay. impregnate you. Oh, it is okay. Well, good. Well, then what the hell was Catherine thinking? A girl, I'm still asking that, yeah. every day. I'm messing her messages <laughs> every day. I'm texting her. You know, I don't even deny that. Yeah. I would believe that you probably do every day. Just we every do have day. to take that break and we catch up with everything here. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES. Backward or forward, it spells the same. Or book online, ZeroResMinnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. 
Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel.